not created a spooky, so nobody wants to see 25 <laughs> Days No More. They want to see spooky. I'm chopped liver. Uh, welcome good. to Spooky. Yeah. That's good. I the like that. sister podcast to 25 Days. Is uh, it a sister if it's the same sister. three stupid people? Uh, sister, it's a clone. It's a clone sister. Uh, okay, yeah, if you had a clone, yeah. would you call it your brother? Uh, I'd call it myself. Damn. Hey, me. <laughs> that's spooky. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're all about. Looking at your clone, not knowing who to shoot. <laughs> I don't know which one of us is the clone. Do I shoot the clone or myself? Because I hate this situation. Uh, this is a spooky. It's a book. Uh, it's a this, story. This about is a book? book. It's, a sp- it's a podcast. Welcome to the audio book. <laughs> this, it kind of is the audio book of uh, a book called Mysteries of the Unexplained. It's a Reader's Digest book from the 80s that's full of uh, spooky stories. Each week, my Myself, Adam Knox. Myself, Peter Jones. And us, Kamala. Uh, we go through this book and we read out five stories. What five will be the lucky five this week? <laughs> it's the question on everybody's lips. Yeah. The lucky five. Who, who wins? A question on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. <laughs> what? What do you, you mean know what that? I mean? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> read asking... between the lines. <laughs> Same Prince line. Andrew is innocent. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> oh. The man can't sweat. It can't have been him. What? Have you heard this? He oh man! Speak? On the on the TV thing, they're asking him about like, "Hey, did you go to that rape island?" And he's like, "No, no, no, I didn't." She's like, "Okay, well, we got a pretty specific account from someone here who says that she absolutely met you and you assaulted her on this island." Uh, she says you were dancing with her, you were sweating profusely. He goes, oh, "Well, I think you'll find that at the time I was unable to sweat." What? That's his legit excuse. Some people can't sweat. But Not him. He sweats now. He said, I got <laughs> shot at too much in the Falklands. It created an adrenaline problem with me. And so he couldn't sweat at the time. Couldn't sweat for a period of time. But if you make me sweat now, I will sweat because I've healed it. Well, that, well, that makes pedophile sense. Pedophile sounds correct. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I think you'll find that I absolutely did not sweat when I fucked. Oh damn it! <laughs> anyway, I liked what he said that he let the team down by going on the plane. Insane. <laughs> so crazy. So crazy. What about um, the, like the king's speech? But instead, it's the prince's. Uh, <laughs> it's Jeffrey something. Rush. It is, it is literally it's, it's Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush, Rush as to, himself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, if you want to get out of an allegation, all you got to do. <laughs> sue, sue, sue. <laughs> now let's practice it. Hell yeah. Uh, what a movie. What a book we've got. Five stories. Here we go. Uh, in 1981, Prince Andrew went to the <laughs> Falklands. Was it 81? Who knows? Great I think question. I'm wrong. I think it's actually Eddie. Doesn't matter. Uh, this one, this first story is from the section uh, Beyond the Walls of Time. In 1925, Count uh, Louis Hamon the celebrated palmist. And you've, you've put count in in uh, quotation marks there yes, as well. Yes, 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 okay, yes, yes. We'll find out why soon, It's I'm written sure. there in quotation marks. Okay. Right. Count Louis Hamon, the celebrated palmist and clairvoyant whose professional name was Shiro. You're a bit of a palmist, mate. I bloody heard you're a palmist sometimes, What's eh? What's that mean? When you, you know, late Reading night, palms. you're a bit of a palmist. He reads palms. No, Read I mean, palms. No, 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 no. Read between Mrs. the <laughs> Mrs. Palmist and her five daughters. <laughs> We were also reading your palm. Oh, Have you not no. heard that one, Mrs. 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 Palmer and her five daughters? Well, that's not what, that's that's what those words mean together. Uh, your it palm. means like, yeah, I'm going to go have sex with Mrs. Palmer and her five oh, daughters. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it means I'm going to masturbate into my own hand. It's <laughs> Into. into. <laughs> or if you've got 
a dick my size. I'm going to go have sex with Mrs. Palmer and two of her daughters. <laughs> <laughs> That's the small dick version. And I put it on me because I don't feel like being mean to anyone today. That's nice. That's yeah, I took one for the team. I really let the team do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice of you. Such a funny euphemism for being a pedophile. <laughs> I, really I really let the team do it. A guy who the only sport he's ever seen is polo <laughs> as well. Um... It, That's the problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so Louis Hamon. Yeah. Um, this uh, is 1981. No, no, no. That was a bit of a gag before. Uh, oh, 1925. Right. Fuck. 1925. Stupid as hell, man. His professional name was Chiro. Made the following prediction about Edward, Prince of Wales. He's gonna go to an <laughs> island. <don't laughs> this is about Edward, Prince of Wales. But this is um, Edward, Prince of Wales. It is within the range of possibility that he will fall victim to a devastating love affair. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> this is a weird coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> if he does, I predict the prince will give up everything, even the chance of being crowned rather than lose the object of his affection. Damn. You can't spell embroiled in an affair without royal. <laughs> kind of. You, yeah. you can't say out loud embroiled <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. without the same syllables as embroiled. <laughs> in... In 1936, King George V died and the Prince of Wales became King Edward VIII. His abdication. This is not 1925. Nope. It is now 1936, as I just said. What? Was there a King Edward in 1936? Yeah, Wales. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) King George died and the Prince of Wales became King Edward VIII. Right. His abdication. Abdication 325 days later uh, and more than 10 years after Chiro's prophecy in favour of his future wife, the twice-divorced Mrs. Wallace Simpson was made. So Mrs. Wallace Simpson was an American and he yeah. loved her and he wanted to be with her. Yeah. Um, so, he abdicated. so he had to abdicate the throne to be with her. And then he was just like, oh, whatever. I don't want it. You have it. Yeah. Okay. Because it was at the time considered pretty, uh, pretty uncouth to marry... One of the Simpsons <laughs> Mrs. Marge's <Wallace>. sister <laughs> Wallace Mrs. Wallace Simpson Yeah Wallace. <laughs> Eddie <laughs> <laughs> So the twice divorced Mrs. Simpson uh, So in favour of his future wife Was made he said because he could not give up the woman he loved Fair enough um, That's nice. Uh, Chiro also warned the well-known English journalist William T. Stead that he should, on no account, travel by water in mid-April 1912. Surprisingly, because of his deep interest in uh, psychical phenomena, Stead Stead never it, goes down easy. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking tough. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. That S and that Y. <laughs> It could be anything. Also, <laughs> it's Edward Tested. <laughs> what not, about the person that we know who, maybe you were telling me about this last weekend, Knox? I don't started know. Started a sign writing company that they wanted to call oh, Psychedelic yeah. Signs. Yeah. Because their dyslexia is called Physiodalic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Physiodalic Phys, Signs. <laughs> you guys were talking about my sign writing company when I wasn't around. <laughs> <laughs> Stead ignored the warning Booked a passage on the Titanic And was drowned on April 14th Jesus <laughs> Someone drowned here Imagine <laughs> Drowned in the bath on the Titanic <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, what a, and he's like Oh I got away with it Because the rest of the ship also went down 
<laughs> Fuck, I hated that instead, dude. <laughs> Even when it's sinking, he's still trying to yeah. drown him. <laughs> <laughs> Takes him like, keeps avoiding the water, putting him in increasingly higher on the ship toilets. Yeah, he's running away from yeah. the water to get to the bath up the top. Just starting sinks all the way. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, my feet again, wet. I tried to drown him in one of those third class cabin baths, but fucking hell, that was filled with water. I had to go upstairs and drown him in one of the first class baths. Taking a bucket with you. <laughs> like refusing. Like, I don't want to drown him in seawater. Nah, nah. I'm not an animal. Yuck. <laughs> I want to do it. Yeah. Uh, even earlier in 1905, Chiro read the future of the powerful and hated Rasputin, the mad monk of Russia. How is he coming in contact with all these people, this Chiro? Yeah. <laughs> now, hold on. This man is powerful and hated. And someone's going to predict that he'll be assassinated. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait until you see what he says. Rasputin, okay. the mad monk of Russia, telling him, remember what they called Tony Abbott the mad monk? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really... It's so funny that the two people called the mad monk are Rasputin and former Prime Minister Tony Abbott. <laughs> Rasputin pulling the, uh, pulling the strings of the Tsar from behind the scenes, magically uh, Im- impacting the will Apparently of yeah, the Tsarina yeah, yeah. and Tony Abbott who ate an onion. <laughs> Maybe Imagine was... being less liked than Rasputin <laughs> of the two people named the Mad Monk. Ta ta Tony Abbott. <laughs> Wearing shorts We've... that are too small. Rasputin's been on this podcast before, hey. And yeah, we found yeah, it yeah. his dick's in a jar or whatever. But it yeah. isn't really. But it's not. It's, it's not someone really else's dick. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we want it to be. Uh, Tony Abbott's dick. Will they preserve that in a jar? Inside of like budgie smugglers. In oh, that's jar. good. That's yeah. good. He was always being pitched. two jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A bunch of new flavor shapes just <laughs> around in there. That guy was like the stupidest guy. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, yeah, that's our prime minister. Real dumb period <laughs> in Australian history. <laughs> Like I mean, every other prime minister must be like, "Thank God, these have got this fucking." Like I mean, it's not it's not been long enough to really look back nostalgically on the on the reign of Tony Abbott. But remember when that guy died in like uh, the, a war, oh, yeah. and then he was like, "Yeah, oh, you know, shit happens." <laughs> remember when that interview? I can't remember what the journalist was asking, but they were asking about some policy he didn't want to answer a question on. Remember, he just stood there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just didn't say anything. But a, a journalist, if you've not seen this, look it up because a journalist is asking like, "Mr. Abbott, do you hate the poor or whatever fucking yeah. question yeah, yeah, it was? Yeah. It was a loaded question." And then Tony Abbott just stands. There yeah. and stares at him like an ocelot that's scared of a, a predator. I'm sure there's some good best Tony Abbott moments on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> compilations. When was that? Like five years it's ago. Insanely recent. It's so recently. <laughs> when do you reckon he was the PM? It's crap. 2000. And- I reckon 2015. Uh, he would have switched. Yeah, around then probably. 2013 is when he was elected, and then elected PM in 2013. Yeah. Really? Yeah, six years ago. Yeah, so it was 2013 so to 2015. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That guy was our prime minister <laughs> four years ago. In he the was time him. that we've known each other, in the time of us doing comedy, I remember Knox having a funny joke about him. It feels like it was 1993. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it was really recently. I've got subscriptions I've been meaning to cancel <laughs> from then. <laughs> Uh, one to Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> Ever gotten a free subscription to Crikey for like 30 Man. days and you're like, what the 
fuck is this though? Those cunts keep emailing me being like, hey, do you want to pay us money to read our think pieces again? And every time I send them anthrax. I've never said that. I've never, I've never sent them anthrax. That's never happened, but Jesus. Constantly, I, subs- I signed up one time. I've been sending it to junk mail for six years now. Yeah. And I keep getting emails where I'm like, do you want to be part of Crikey? It's like, no, someone will post the best first dog on the moon. <laughs> yeah. And I'll see that and I'll be like, wow, <laughs> what's this mean? <laughs> I don't understand any of this. I need to give you money or else who will tell me that Australian politics is a mess? <laughs> Crikey. Crikey. Uh, anyway, what were we saying? Oh, the mad monk of Russia. <laughs> As opposed to the mad monk of the mad Australia. Monk of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> So Chiro read the future of the powerful and hated Rasputin, the Mad Monk of Russia, telling him, I foresee for you a violent end within the palace. Mm-hmm. You will be menaced by poison, by knife, and by bullet. Bullshit, he fucking said this. <laughs> hey, 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 don't don't say that if you don't know the truth. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I see the icy waters of the Neva closing above you. Eleven years later, the prophecy was fulfilled. For, see, for the story of his death, see page 272. We've already covered it. Done that one. Yep. Uh, that's, the, that's the story of Chiro. Or a Charles. I fucking hate all these fucking future guys. The prediction yeah. guys. I reckon it's all just a trust system and they just backdated their diaries. Like, 100%. look what I wrote 10 years ago. that They just cheated. There's a trick that... Um, what's his name? The British one who's not David Blaine. The magician. Uh, Darren Brown. Yeah, oh, Darren yeah. Brown. He... Yeah, yeah. What if you was meant to? (laughs) Or today on this show, I'm going to make this guy think he's fucking mental. I'm driving him bonkers. (laughs) This guy, right, he's just an average fucking bloke, but I'm going to make him think he's a plonker. Have you seen the push where he convinces somebody to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One person goes... Can I make somebody murder another person? <laughs> and then it turns out, like at the end, there's like he, he, a bunch of people were like, "Yes, yeah, yeah." And it's like, "What'd you do?" Oh, <laughs> 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 well, who's to say I've done it in the rest of my life? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. I fuck this guy's wife? <laughs> <laughs> Can I convince this man to let me cock him? <laughs> the world's greatest magician. I'm gonna crash this man's car, <laughs> and I'm gonna make him think he fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make this absolute lad invest in my shares? <laughs> Can I drink 15 pints and drive home? <laughs> the world's greatest magician. Can I tell this copper he's a fucking? <laughs> Can I convince these morons to watch my Netflix special? <laughs> I'm Darren Brown. I'm going to suck this man's dick and I'm not even gay. The world's <laughs> greatest magician. Can I shit on the lawn and blame it on me dog? <laughs> <laughs> Will I be able to convince this man to let me come inside him <laughs> with a few suggestive sentences if possible I could do it as long as I say I'm gonna mind freak him <laughs> uh, anyway he had a thing where he like um, guessed the lottery numbers oh, he, yeah. he, and oh, yeah. he, he went oh, in this envelope I've got a prediction of the lottery numbers and I'm gonna show you after the real lottery numbers are drawn that it was real and then after like he did that trick and everyone's like fucking hell he predicted the fucking lottery. And then later on, he was like, hey, the trick was that I told you that I made the numbers before it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I read you the numbers after you already had seen the numbers. Yeah. Of course, that's not real. <laughs> and this that's what this fucking all uh, the predictors he's, he's are doing. He's a fucking professional gaslighter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you know that with the lottery, often someone will predict what the lottery numbers are? And they win it. They win, yeah. 
<laughs> but it's only like one or two people. Pretty. <laughs> Sometimes it's like an office who have all predicted it together. <laughs> Sometimes someone will predict like three of the numbers and that's kind of good. Yeah. And they like get the ticket price back. Yeah. Sometimes people will predict like uh, 24 different varieties of, the, of possibilities and get one, one yeah. of them right. One, maybe <laughs> one's in there. Yeah. Oh, office predicting it. That's funny. I didn't pay attention to that for long enough. <laughs> when did you tune out? Oh, <laughs> when he was thinking of his own one. Yeah, it was about uh, 16 minutes and 19 seconds ago. <laughs> Why? Oh. What happened then? Uh, we pressed record. Oh, yeah, cozy. Nah. Pretty funny. Uh, this next story is from Monsters and More. An Indian of the Nutka tribe on the west coast of Vancouver. Now, which type of Indian does this 1982 book mean? <laughs> Uh, let I, me, a Native let me American s- Indian is is the type they're saying here, right? Uh, yes. Okay. An Indian of the Nootka tribe on the west coast of Vancouver Island, British Columbia. Can- Canadian. North mm-hmm. American. Mm-hmm. Still North America. Mm-hmm. Claimed. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Claimed in uh, 1928 to have been kidnapped by a band of big feet. Oh, God. Big feet. <laughs> big yeah, feet. Yeah. A band of them. A band of big feet. <laughs> Damn. What music would Big Feet play? <laughs> um, they're hairy, so they'd probably be a bunch of bloody Mumford and Sons, eh? <laughs> are they oh. hairy? they got beards and shit. Because I have a beard and I had longer hair. Someone yeah. Yeah. suggested to me once that I should do a show. This is someone who ran a terrible comedy room and sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said that I should do a show called if Mumford and Sons did comedy. Awesome. And it made <laughs> no fucking sense. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know, exactly. Yeah. I was there when he suggested oh, really? it to you. So weird. His name rhymes. Um, uh, you could say that he would uh, break the law for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyway. remember when that was like the go-to like hipster reference or whatever was Mumford and yeah. Sons. He said I, one song. That wasn't in the year 2017, I'm willing to bet. <laughs> That's freaking awesome, man. Anyway, this is If Mumford and Sons Did a Podcast. <laughs> Should we rename it? A band of big feet captured a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was kidnapped by them. Uh, Mukalat Harry, a trapper of powerful physique, wasn't it? He, uh, he wrote that description himself. <laughs> They're like, hey, uh, Mukala. Looking over their shoulder as he's writing it, like, can you put it down? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll write it. Uh, Mukala, we just need a bio for you for the article. It's like, yeah, well, I'm a up and coming trapper of physical, <laughs> of powerful physique. <laughs> yeah, I needed a whole band of big feet to capture me. <laughs> <laughs> One of the rising stars of the trapper scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was an intrepid fellow who. Yeah, in- I've been on Trapper J. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was an intrepid fellow who enjoyed spending long weeks alone in the woods with his canoe, his traps, and his camping gear. Nice. He trapped at Splendor in the Grass <laughs> and Good As Friday. <laughs> Heading for the Kanumo River to spend the autumn in his favorite hunting ground, he was afraid of nothing, although others in his tribe spoke warily of the giants in the nearby hills. But Harry was a changed man after being scooped up from his camp one night in his underwear and blankets. And carried two or three miles by a Bigfoot. That's nice that they took the blankets as well. Yeah. Make sure it doesn't get cold. Take the blankets. Wrap <laughs> them up. At daybreak, after being put down, he saw that he was encircled by perhaps 20 of the big hairy creatures. Holy shit. That's heaps. Males and females at a campsite littered with large bones. Frightened to begin with, he became terrified with the thought that his captors planned to eat him. Yep. As they studied him, one or another came forward and touched him, pulling lightly... At what they apparently assumed 
to be his skin. Oof. Was, was it his, his skin? His yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. Because <laughs> remember, that sound like... Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to their amazement, they found it loose, for it was his undershirt. I see. There you go. All the while, Harry sat motionless. By late afternoon, the Bigfoot seemed to grow tired of Harry. Um, as a, <laughs> tired of Harry. Is this Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is this Harry and the Harrys? <laughs> Harry Taking is, him to the edge of the woods, they yelled at him to get out, <laughs> but they didn't want him anymore. Harry is a curiosity, and most of them... De- Remember when they turned Harry and the Hendersons into a spin-off sitcom? That's all I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen, seen the movie. movie. Yeah. yeah I've, I've never seen either of them, but I, I, this, I know the reference. <laughs> the sitcom is that <clears throat> Harry comes back to live with the Hendersons, and they're like... Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know and what the movie is, so that sounds The fine. movie, he lives with them for a bit, but like people get suspicious. And then he has to leave. Yeah, like the law Goes is on to them to or the, something. The woods. Yep, John Lithgow yells at him to go back into the woods. Yeah, John Lithgow. The, I like him. Yeah, he's, good. he's not in the sitcom, though. Nah. He's played by um some other guy. Some other guy. But then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> by an actual Bigfoot pretending to be a man. Dope. Um, but yeah, then he lives... Like, imagine like... Getting cast on Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 it's good. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you? Are you? Are you like the dad or something? Nah, 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 nah. I'm in the suit. <laughs> well, at least you get to meet Harry- John Lithgow. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> like maybe at a press thing or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, nah, 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 nah. But still, movies. That's pretty good. The sequel to Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> oh, You're in a film. Okay, well, it's Yay! not necessarily films. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Have you ever seen the TV show Alf? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, but tall. <laughs> Imagine if you could see his feet. <laughs> and they were big. <laughs> By late afternoon, the big, big feet seemed to grow tired of Harry as a curiosity, and most of them departed on what he assumed to be a food-gathering expedition. That Harry thinks they're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Left almost unattended, Harry jumped to his feet and bolted. In panic, he plunged right past his camp, ran another dozen miles to the mouth of the Konomo River, where he had hidden his canoe and paddled 45 miles non-stop back to Nootka. Holy Damn. shit. That's he arrived there nearly frozen in his torn and soggy underwear and uttering wild cries collapsed with exhaustion. Harry was eventually nursed back to health by the brothers of a uh, Benedictine mission in Nootka, but he never again went trapping in the woods, never again so much as stepped out of the village. Damn. Damn. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a real thing. That <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real thing that happened to that real man. That's yeah. okay. Good That's on you, Harry. Harry. Harry and his endos. Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so this next story is from uh, the section Unearthly Fates. Now, while crossing his land one day in late summer 1975, a Colorado rancher spied a blue plastic valise on the ground. What's now, a valise? Yeah. Great question. I'll look it up. How do you spell it? V-A-L-I-S-E. V-A-L-I-S-E. What valise. Is it? It's made of plastic. A small traveling bag or suitcase. Okay. Whoa. Well, he found a oh, blue yeah. plastic like one. luggage. Oh. Sure. He found, a, he found a blue plastic suitcase on the ground. Opening it. He found a cow's ear, a tongue, and a scalpel. Mm. This seemed to be the first clue to tie in with what many ranchers had begun to suspect. 
that satanic cultists were responsible for the cattle mutilations. <laughs> <laughs> With their little blue plastic suitcases. <laughs> yeah, those satanists, they love to carry a little suitcase around with them. I've got my upside down cross. I've got my metal music. And I've got my valise. <laughs> <laughs> Just carry on for me. Yeah. Um, what are you going to put in there? Mm, probably a scalpel and... A tongue <laughs> and, and one cow's ear for good luck. <laughs> they don't even let you take cow's ears on the planes anymore. You've got to throw them away at the gate. It's ridiculous. <laughs> According to Carl Whiteside, the Colorado Bureau of Investigation officer. I'm Mr. Whiteside. <laughs> <laughs> Coming into this field and there's a fucking dead cow. <laughs> <laughs> gotta hope it's got all of it. Here's it don't. <laughs> uh, the Colorado Bureau of Investigation Officer. Many mutilated bodies of livestock were sent to the veterinary school at Colorado State University, but only six were fresh enough to be amenable to autopsy. Which is very strange. Hey, when, yeah, why aren't they fresh? Why are they finding them so late? Yeah, it's like we've got all these uh, mutilated bodies of livestock. Let's pack them up, send them to the veterinarian school, dump them out the front. <laughs> yeah. Do they want them? That'll be fine. I love it. Should we take him in like a refrigerated van? Yeah. yeah. Backseat. Put him in this valise. Put a big chain around him and drag him behind the ute. Because <laughs> people will just think two dead cows got married. Yeah. <laughs> but only six were fresh enough to be amenable to autopsy. Although, although all six had died of natural causes, it was believed that five of them had been mutilated afterward by human beings. Whiteside, who had recently returned from a meeting attended by 300 ranchers in Kiowa, Elbert County, said, why is that in there? Why is that piece of information there? What even was it? I, I missed it. He recently returned from a meeting attended by 300 ranchers. It's just like, yeah, yeah put in there that uh, 300 ranchers are at that meeting. <laughs> about 300 ranchers in, and you don't often see two of them at once. <laughs> They're usually pretty fucking spread out. So 300, are, are good numbers. How many did you have at your last meeting? <laughs> Oh, like 20, but they felt like 50 ranches. <laughs> they were hooting and hollering. He's still got his lanyard around his leg. Oh, this? Yeah, sorry. It's just, just at the big meeting. <laughs> yeah, one of the big ranch meetings. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That just gets you into the ranchers club. That's nah, not a big deal. Yeah, a lot of those uh, farmhands there as well, just checking it out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you going? Yeah, yeah. You got anybody <laughs> coming into your ranch meeting? <laughs> anyway, he went to the big ranching meeting. There was like 300 people. Whatever. No big deal. Uh, so he said that the Colorado men were literally up in arms. The thing that's. Ah. Pu- <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh, I'm so angry. I'm going to climb this arm tree. <laughs> I'm staying up here. They're throwing each other around like acrobats. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm fucking furious. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> I'm toss me a man. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's puzzling and frightening to them is that somebody can get onto their ranch and actually cut up an animal and leave no trace. What we're afraid of is that we're going to have a homicide on our hands. Mm. A person runs out of gas, wanders onto the ranch, and the next thing you know, these people who are spooked become involved in a murder. If you're afraid (laughs) of people being to access your house really easily, don't live on a ranch. That's an insane... <laughs> that is it's like, I'm not worried about me or my family getting killed, but what if someone wanders into the property? 
This guy, Whiteside, I think Whiteside's the guy doing it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I reckon he yeah, killed a hitchhiker well, no, I, and was like, this could be anyone. <laughs> he's afraid of people wandering into his property and then coming to murder him, isn't he? What we're afraid of is that we're going to have a homicide on our hands. So because people are just coming onto their properties and cutting up these animals and then leaving, right? No one right. knows this is happening. So what he, I'm afraid of is we're going to have a homicide on our hands. A person runs out of gas... Happens all the time. So oh, he thinks okay. the people who are killing cows are just running out of gas. And they're only killing the what? cows. Is that what he's saying? No, I think he thinks... He thinks that someone else... He has else. no idea who's killing the cows, but yeah. he's worried that someone else, a stranger, runs out of wanders gas, onto the yeah. wanders onto the ranch. Next the thing you know, road. these people who are spooked become involved in a murder. So he's like, look, the only reason they're cutting up cows is because no random person is out there in the field yeah, yeah. for them to kill. No. <laughs> he's afraid. This is what he's afraid of. He's afraid <laughs> that the rancher... Is on the lookout for somebody who's hurting the cows. Right. He's afraid that somebody then loses, right. runs He'll out of gas, him. and yeah. then he's like, "That's the fucking guy." And then so, he kills the guy. Right. Who's right. The rancher's like, "I'm so angry. Next person I see, I'm killing." Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to ask what they're doing here. I'm not going to wait and see if they run away. I'm not going to see if they're holding a big gas can. Yeah. <laughs> if they're walking around next to a broken down car, <laughs> screaming, "Is anyone there for help?" Yeah. I'm gonna that, fucking killing them. That's a cover. And what? By the way, no solution to the cow problem. Yeah. He's no. just offered up more problems. <laughs> He's just like, any one of these ranchers will kill a stranger. <laughs> this is worse than the cow mutilation. There are 300 in this room and I'm terrified. <laughs> I just got back from the media and they are itching to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to kill me, but I said, what? no, not me. What about a stranger? <laughs> what if someone just wanders onto the property? Because <laughs> I'm afraid. Like I'm just gonna, I'll go back and I'll tell them that I'm afraid that would happen. And so then when you guys all eventually do that Because you're all fucking insane <laughs> I'll be like, well, I told you that would happen <laughs> So yeah, he's no, no no solution for the cow problem No But anyway that's so There that, is no solution that. for that kind of a that's cow that. problem It sounds like it was uh, Satanists Those Satanists love it yeah. I reckon it was those ranchers Bloodthirsty ranchers yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's a fucking intruder on my property gonna, Oh, it's just a cow again Let's <laughs> kill one of my own cows I better cut off its oh, ears It's a cow's run out of gas And it's wandered <laughs> onto my property I'm going to slice it The cows are in a far side cut <laughs> <laughs> Was there ever a Gary Larson far side About cow mutilation? Um, yeah, that little kid with the glasses did one <laughs> <laughs> uh, It had a big sign um, for uh, what's the, you know the one with like push and pull? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Genius Academy, Genius Mensa. Academy, Mensa. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Genius oh, yeah. Academy. It says uh, don't slaughter a cow, <laughs> <laughs> and then that guy's got the big glasses and he's actually slaughtered a cow. <laughs> I'm thinking of snake tails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what would a uh, first dog on the moon think of it? <laughs> ah, finally, I still have that crikey subscription I could find out. Dogbert, you have to stop killing cows. <laughs> um, that's why he was called Hagar the Horrible, because he was always slaughtering cows. I hate Mondays and cows. <laughs> uh, the saddest, uh, fa- saddest foot rot flats were the ones where they had to deal with the cow mutilations on the paddock. <laughs> <sighs> the Phantom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that would have one new panel every day. It'd be yesterday's panel. I don't have two out of three panels. Two of them were new. Yesterday's panel. Yeah. <laughs> two new little uh, progression of the story. But then, what if the next day you'd forgotten the middle yeah, yeah. panel? Because <laughs> each panel would be in it then for three days. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dick Tracy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Who's yeah, reading I remember Dick, Dick Tracy? <laughs> and then convincing Al Pacino, like, a lot of people are reading Dick Tracy. You should be in the movie, Al. <laughs> what about a guy who looks like The Mask? But <laughs> <laughs> what about a guy who's, like, who's getting the paper every day to see what, what calls Dick Tracy's getting on his little, <laughs> little watch? <laughs> That Dick uh, Tracy, <laughs> he sure probably has a personality <laughs> type. I don't know. Does he have a defining characteristic? Nah, you'll get to the bottom of this case. Can't wait to find out what'll happen tomorrow. <laughs> Was Dick Tracy always in black and white yeah. in the paper? Because whoever yeah. made that movie, being like, make him yellow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he might have. There might have been some color pages you know, on a he, Sunday. You know, it was a special Sunday treat. Special Sunday treat. You get to see <laughs> the, the color Dick Tracy. The color uh, some interesting Tracy. Oh, this is a uh, the unquiet sky. This yeah, next story. Yeah. I remember person. Dick Tracy. Yeah, <laughs> slap your penis down on a piece of tracing paper and <laughs> you draw it, and then you cut it out and you make like a Christmas <laughs> turkey with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dick Tracing. Yeah, Dick Tracing. <laughs> I remember Dick Tracing. Uh, Warren Beatty played my penis. <laughs> some interesting traces were found. Oh, traces <laughs> in Lucas' house. <laughs> <laughs> were found of a UFO landing in the Transylvanian Alps, Romania. Fucking alien vampires, huh? Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> Here, okay. we go. Here we fucking go. Here we fuck on the bat. <laughs> on the night, <laughs> on the night of twenty, night of September twenty seventh, nineteen seventy two, mm-hmm. an elderly night watchman from the parish of Pozzetti had seen a mysterious object moving through. Really, really suggests there's nothing there to watch <laughs> if they're still if they're still hiring an elderly night watchman. <laughs> <laughs> He'd seen a mysterious object moving through the sky and then settling down on the hillside. Uh, the next morning, villagers went to the place where the watchman thought the UFO had landed and found a cornfield with a clump of corn stalks bent over about three and a quarter feet from the ground. The patch of bent corn formed a circle about 20 feet in diameter and in the centre of this circle was a narrow, eight-foot-deep cylindrical hole apparently bored into the earth. Radiating from it, there were three evenly spaced, long rectangular imprints in the soil. The local people received the impression that a rounded object with three ground supports had dropped down into the cornfield. Uh-huh. An investigating team from the Bucharest <laughs> University arrived a few weeks later. They measured the imprints, photographed the site, studied the topography, and took away some 20 samples of soil and vegetation for analysis. Not a lot to riff on on this one. No. <laughs> um I'm gonna and that's take- it? No, 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 no. Yeah. It no. continues. The investigators concluded that some very heavy object had indeed landed, resting on a three-footed pad. Since the corn had not been flattened, it was assumed that the body had been about a yard off the ground. The UFO must have made a vertical landing and taken off between three apple trees that remained undamaged. <laughs> three beloved apple trees in the region. Thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> the apple trees are okay. Fuck off, corn. <laughs> I don't give a shit uh, about you. I have, I, yeah, I've been hired as a watchman to watch over those three apple trees. <laughs> and I think you'll notice that the apple trees remain unharmed. The corn <laughs> is not in my jurisdiction. <laughs> is that a Romanian accent? Do what you want. The, um, do, do what you want to the corn. <laughs> I, guess. I don't care about the corn. I only care about the apples. How many of these corn stalks have been bent over? One, yeah, yeah. Uh, two. Uh, uh. Keep counting. Yeah, Trans- Transylvania. Uh, the count. The count. In quotation marks. Fucky was scary when I was a kid. <laughs> the count. Scary as. Did he scare you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, how scary he is. He's a vampire. I didn't find him scary at all. <laughs> he was, he was it's like, we counting. got these cute puppets, and one of them's a 
bird and this other one's little guy and he's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this oh, guy lives oh. in the bin. <laughs> he never hangs out with any of the others too. He's no, always he's on his own. Count, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just counting things. Let me count all my friends. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Do you reckon counters didn't like the other the other ones? No, I reckon they didn't like him. If some cunt kept coming around and being like, how many pots and pans do you have, one? <laughs> well, he was probably just up at night and they were asleep. That's why they couldn't hang out. Oh, yeah. He's true. like the kid in Mercury Rising. He was just solving CIA code, you know? That count. <laughs> yeah, you have picked the most obscure. Jesus <laughs> has been some wild ones on this episode. Yeah. Crikey. First dog on the moon. <laughs> Looks like only one of us was up at 3 a.m. watching Channel 7 that one time to have seen Mercury Rising. Mercury Rising. What you the don't fuck's know, mate? Mercury Bruce Rising? Bruce Willis movie with the autistic kid who solves the CIA code. Uh, Sixth ref- Sense. Nope. Different one. <laughs> that's a, that's a Bruce Willis movie with an right. autistic kid who sees oh. ghosts. <laughs> it's a Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. I refuse to watch any movie starring an autistic child. <laughs> I did a turn there. Ooh. I did a little twisty turn. I don't understand that. You thought I was going to say Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, the count is. But I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I said the the thing that's a little offensive. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I'm a bit cheeky. They. I mean, <laughs> Where did I get up to? <laughs> uh, yeah, there was no, a I skip to the end. They've right? done a bunch of details about this. Oh, yeah, the soil analysis. The sample and the oh, there's apple trees. Apple yeah, trees remained undamaged. Yep. The, the soil analysis revealed unusual radioactivity, and the sample of grass taken from the circle proved to be scorched. <laughs> it was also found that the biological rhythm of the moles living close by had been disturbed. <laughs> that sounds like the dumbest scientist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Someone's fucking with the biological rhythm there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These moles are absolutely not coping with this environment. There's some hectic shit in the dirt, eh? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> those moles are fucked. Dude, oh, thank God Mother Nature has saved these apples. So, just to be clear, did you guys test the moles before the UFO landing? <laughs> or are you just touching the moles now? Please. I know moles. <laughs> These moles are not acting normal. This guy's squeezing <laughs> a mole. The yeah. <laughs> Something's wrong with these moles. <laughs> Swinging it around his head. Their mouth and stuff. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Normally a mole would love this. Just to be clear, you two are over here with the moles. The crop circle's over here with the corn. <laughs> We've measured that. We're like, there's a UFO that's been here. Why are you all touching those moles? He walks in with a mole in a like <laughs> Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> Sums up with a mole. Solved it. <laughs> Mole's dead. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> Are there even Found a mole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> yeah, give me back my badge. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was only autumn, they were beginning to become out of hibernation, unlike other members of their species farther away from the site. Well, that's how they knew. Only the moles near me are being disturbed for some reason. There's got to be an issue here. I'm going to go far away, see if they're also being disturbed. Nope, they're fine. Wait, was that it? That's the end oh of that story. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. A lot of uh, anti-climaxes. It is Rasputin. Yeah, little raspies on this page. Uh, so this is the last story for... Uh, last story, final mm-hmm. story. It's from the everyone's favourite in the realm of miracles. What do you want to predict this one will be? Well, it looks long. It does look long. It is long. It's hoping for a short one, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> do you want me to switch? Nah, nah, nah. nah, nah I'll nah, do nah, it. Nah. 
In the early spring of 1921, the Roman Catholic Bishop of Mysore... <laughs> Why? What's so funny? <laughs> what is so funny about the, the town of Mysore? Uh, Mysore in southern India was invited by the local Maharaja to attend an exhibition of fire walking at his summer palace. Oh. <laughs> I feel like in the first like twenty episodes we never got fire walking. Uh, never Even in heard. like the first forty, and then yeah. in the last few we've just had fucking tons of fire. It's been walks. nonstop fire walking. I mean, honestly, going through this book meat feels like walking on fucking coals. Wait a minute, daily dailies. The performance was set for six p.m., but the bishop, Monsignor Despatches. Dispatches. Good, who cares? Good no, enough. dispatches. Dispatches. Dispatcho. Like, departures, but with an S after the E. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Dispatches. Dispatches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like a like a like a Spanish departure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was eager? I to swear w- to God, you are a rat. Or a guy One of you in this uh, in this police force is a rat. Or like a foreign guy talking about like uh, real salty peanuts or something. <laughs> dispatches, dispatches, and it's parching him. <laughs> uh. The performance is set for six pm, but I don't the bishop know why he knows the word parches. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, goodbye, parched. parched. <laughs> So the bishop was eager to witness both the event and all the preparations for it. Arrived at the palace early. Yeah. The master of ceremonies was a Muslim from northern India, and on his instructions, a trench some thirteen feet long, six feet wide, and nearly a foot deep had been dug. On the instructions of the Maharaja, however, who seems to have been as suspicious of the whole affair as the bishop, the Muslim himself had not been allowed to have any hand in the actual preparation of the pit. (laughs) (laughs) What was that noise for? (laughs) Keep going. It's weird that they name everybody in this book. Except for the Muslim. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just like, well, it's the only one in here. (laughs) (laughs) People will know which Muslim... (laughs) As far as uh, Monsignor Despatches could tell, the firewalk had no religious overtones, but was regarded, at least by the educated Indians present, as no more than a spectacle or curiosity. In due course, a fire was lit in the trench, and the heat produced was so great that the Maharaja, his family, and guests could sit no closer than 25 yards from the trench. The account continues in the bishop's words. Would you like me to do an accent? Uh, yeah, sure. Where's he from? Italy? He's yeah. a bishop? Roman, He's a Roman, Roman Catholic? Catholic? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck it up. <laughs> uh, the Mohammedan, according to Indian usage, came in prostate... Pros- Is a Mohammedan a term for Muslim? Yeah, is that what that means? I think so. I think so. There's a drawing there. What's that of? No, 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 no. Don't describe it. <laughs> And prostrated himself before the sovereign and then went straight to the furnace. I thought that the man was going to enter the fire himself, but I was mistaken. He remained about a yard from the brink and called upon one of the palace servants to step into the brazier. Having beckoned to him to come forward, he made an appeal into which he seemed to put all his powers of persuasion, but the man never stirred. In th- what a great trick. It's just like, <laughs> oh, someone will firewalk. Me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, that servant. <laughs> Oi, oi, I'm down here and I'm going to fucking make this cunt firewalk. <laughs> in the meanwhile, however... Can I convince this bloke to put his willy in the stove? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to trace this man's dick. <laughs> in the meanwhile, however, the Mohammedan was drawn closer to him and then unexpectedly taking him by the shoulders, he pushed him into the little lake of glowing ashes. Oh, For the first, fucking rude. <laughs> <laughs> 
For the first moment or two, the Indian struggled to get out of the fire. Then suddenly, the look of terror on his face gave place to an astonished smile, and he proceeded across the trench lengthwise. Lengthwise. <laughs> lengthwise. <laughs> Length- <laughs> he proceeded across that there trench the lengthwise, Your Honor. Without haste, and as if he were taking a constitutional, <laughs> beaming contentedly upon those who were standing around on either <laughs> side <laughing>. of it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I'm doing a Charleston over here! This guy, we made it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shaking his hand in the air. He's like, yeah! Doing the running man. <laughs> doing like the escalator. <laughs> yeah. MC Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> MC hammering by that fire Yeah that's good He's moonwalking (laughs) Um, He's beaming contentedly upon those who were standing around on either side of him His feet and legs were perfectly bare When he got out his fellow servants crowded around him to ask what it felt like His explanations must have been satisfactory For one, two, five And then ten of the palace household plunged into the trench After this it was the turn of the bandsmen of the Maharaja's band Several of whom were Christians well, they marched into the fire three by three. At this juncture, several cartloads of dried palm leaves were brought down and thrown upon the embers. What did they queue up? <laughs> what did they queue up three <laughs> by three? <laughs> well, we're Christians. We must be organised about this one. <laughs> they blazed up at once. This is the, pa- the palm leaves. <laughs> Breaking into tongues of flame higher than a man's head. The Mohammedans. Not higher than my head, man. <laughs> we all just blazed up. <laughs> The Mohammedan induced others of the palace servants to pass through the flames, and they did it without taking harm. The bandsmen went through a second time, carrying their instruments in their hands. I reckon you know how he didn't let anyone see him do it? I reckon yes. he just painted rocks red. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I reckon the outside is on fire, and the inside yeah. is fine. Yeah. yeah. And there's a doorway. Because they've now taken their instruments in there. Uh, <laughs> it's ins- the bandsmen went through a second time Carrying their instruments in their hands And with their sheets of music on top I noticed that the flames Which rose to lick their faces Bellied out around the different parts of the instruments And only flickered around the sheets of music Without setting them on fire There must, I think Have been 200 people Who passed over the embers <laughs> <laughs> We were there for five hours <laughs> <laughs> The Maharaja was born <laughs> <laughs> There's 200 ranchers just passing over the embers. They passed over the embers and a hundred who went right through the middle of the flames. Beside me were standing two Englishmen, the head of the Maharaja's police force, uh, a Catholic, and a civil engineer. They went to ask... The Englishman said to the civil engineer. (laughs) (laughs) A Catholic, a civil engineer, and an Englishman walk into a bar. (laughs) They went to ask the royal... He asked for a drink. This one bloke. Yeah. yeah. That's the classic one. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 What's they, an example? Uh, a cunt, priest, a, a pedophile, and a yeah, fuckhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a pedophile and you're a fuckhead. <laughs> you're a fucking dog man. <laughs> the worst thing you could be a fuckhead. <laughs> They went to ask the royal permission to try to explain, try the experiment themselves. The Maharaja told them that they might do it on their own responsibility. Then they turned to the Mohammedan and he motioned to them to go forward. They crossed without any sign of burning. <laughs> he just shrugs. Wow. Recover. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> been here for four hours already. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck who this walks crazy. in this fucking thing. <laughs> Everyone's figured out it's a trick by now. They've all seen the inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> We've it, all been in there. <laughs> it's only the Maharaja who we're tricking right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all get over here. I whisper to them like, 
There's nothing. <laughs> you're not going to get hurt. The Maharaja <laughs> the is, is like the dumbest fucking dude. <laughs> Simpleton with a cowbell. Like, ding, yes, keep going, get in there. Yes, what I the love it. What is it? It's fucking hot ass. <laughs> <laughs> Now the band Now the band Take Nah with minutes. your instruments Go <laughs> on Do it again with the instrument Woo <laughs> Holy oh, shit yeah. I thought for sure that time the fire would get him <laughs> Alright who else is around here We got a civil engineer Yeah <laughs> Send him in there Give it a go When uh, they uh, they crossed without any sign of burning so he motioned for them to go forward. These three went forward. They crossed without any sign of burning. When they came back into my neighborhood, I asked them what they thought of it. I like that he called where he was standing his neighborhood. Yeah. neighborhood. <laughs> well, they said, we felt we were in a furnace, but the fire did not burn us. <laughs> but though it did turn us. <laughs> when the Maharaja stood up to mark the close of the proceedings, the Mohammedan, who was still standing close to the trench, fell writhing onto the ground as if in an agony of pain. He asked for water. They brought it to him and he drank greedily. Yeah. Oh man, that guy's drinking so much water. He's so greedy. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking greedy guts taking all that water. (laughs) Hey Brahmin. You gotta lay off the waters, man. (laughs) A Brahmin is stood near (laughs) Sips! Little Sips! (laughs) A Brahmin is stood near me remarked, he has taken upon himself the burning of the fire. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Brahmin. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a kind of bull? <laughs> <laughs> They're real, they've been blazing. They've been blazing for a while. Two weeks later, the Muslim gave another exhibition in the city of Mysore, at which many people walked through the fire with impunity. But at the end of the event, after the maestro had warned that no one else should make the walk, three people forced their way into the trench. <laughs> they were badly burned and had to be hospitalized. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. In conclusion, the bishop wrote. I was in full possession of my faculties. I went round the trench before the proceedings began. I went back to it again after it was all over. I spoke with those who passed through the fire and I even said a Hail Mary or two with a view of arresting any exhibition of diabolic power. It was beyond... <laughs> like, I, I checked it. I did a Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> it was beyond doubt of a real burning fire which consumes the charcoal and sent up in flames the, the cartloads of palm leaves that were thrown upon it. But it was a fire which had lost its power in entering those who crossed it. And all that they took with them. How can we account for all of it? I do not think any material cause can explain it. No expedient at any rate had been employed to produce such an effect. I am forced to believe in the influence of some spiritual agency which is not God. (laughs) Monsignor Despatch's description of the event was made in a letter to Olivier Leroy, the French author. (laughs) (laughs) Leroy! Olivier. Well, if he's French, it just means Olivier the Roy. <laughs> I was happy with that one. I enjoyed that one myself. Yeah, that's good. I think Roy means lion. Nice. No, king. Olivier the king. Yeah. King oh. Olivier. King Oliver. Uh, you know why I got those mixed up? Because Releone in Italian means lion king, and I forgot which part. Was <laughs> the French author of a study, this is Olivier, or Leroy rather, the French author of a study of such cases entitled Les Homos. Salamanders. <laughs> Gay salamanders. salamanders. Human. Uh, Human salamanders. <laughs> Why'd I let you get? That fish is fucking gay. Man. <laughs> Dude, what is that fucking. He's just never seen a salamander. He's like, what is that gay fish? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, okay. 
Let's get a look at this thing. A fish with legs. <laughs> wow. Salamander, I bet he does. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy Olivier. <laughs> Call it a fish game. <laughs> uh, at the aquarium. <laughs> Homo. <laughs> Stop calling the stingray a homo. <laughs> I conduct- the sharks are the only ones who aren't. <laughs> First of all, I am French and I conduct studies on fish. Gay. Not gay. Gay. Stingray? Gay. Hammerhead shark? Gay. <laughs> Salamanders? Lost gay. <laughs> With the bishop's permission and help, Leroy checked the story with others who had been present. All agreed that the main points of the bishop's story but differed in some details. An Englishman named Macintosh. (laughs) (laughs) Are we sure he's an Englishman? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm just a regular old Englishman. Everyone else was identified by their religion, but he was identified by his country. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Jew to me. (laughs) (laughs) An Englishman named Macintosh. He was the kind of cooler one. There was an English. Named PC, there. Yeah. a little more uptight. Yeah, good, good. For example, um, a Macintosh, for example, estimated the length of the trench at thirty yards. Though perhaps he meant feet. <laughs> <laughs> and the number of firewalkers he estimated at five hundred. Although he could have meant Though six. He, yeah, <laughs> he could have meant two hundred and fifty people, and he meant their feet. There were five hundred feet. Mr. Uh, Lingarage Urs, on the other hand, recalled the trenches being four feet wide, 15 feet long, and 15 feet deep. Who gives a fuck about the... Oh, that's quite a lot deeper than one foot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Leroy also discovered that Mr. Urs and Mr. J.C. Rollo, the principal (laughs) of Mysore College, kept their boots on to negotiate the fire. Neither pair of boots was damaged, and neither man experienced any burning sensation. Yes, because what they walked on was not on yeah, fire. Yeah. <laughs> They've set on fire the stuff around what they all walked on. Two. You can't just walk 500 people who go, none of you are burning? <laughs> well, you all did it. You all walked on yeah. fire. Yeah. It's got to be magic and not not fire. <laughs> uh, speaking of not fire, we'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on the socials of Spooky and our Ooh. personal ones. Three O's and an H Spooky on everything Tell a friend Tell a mate Let's try and Double our listenerships Do what I did Do what I did Somebody somebody this week Asked me They said Oh my friend wants Recommendations for podcasts What do you recommend And I said Oh there's this one It's great It's called Ooh Spooky Three guys joke about Like uh, spooky stories And they're like Oh that sounds great I'm like yeah It's really good Tell your friend to subscribe to it. <laughs> and you didn't tell them that you were on it. I mean, I eventually did after they sent the message to the friend. And I'm like, I'm on that podcast. Nice. Well, if By that way, friend is listening, hello. <laughs> hello, friend. You gotta we're all friends here. Pete tricked your fucking stupid mate. <laughs> you got to tell 10 people because only one out of 10 will actually do it. I, whenever people ask for podcast recommendations, I can't imagine they all actually listen to yeah, those I know. recommendations. I hate getting recommended shit. Yeah. Don't no, tell but me I always feel like people pe- it's, Some people seek it out. Some people go, recommend me podcast. Yeah. And they'll always be like, okay, well, Serial, is, uh, I'll describe yeah, yeah, it to yeah. you. Yeah. Have you heard of Last Podcast on the Left? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the Hamish and Andy podcast. Is- <laughs> <laughs> this American Life is pretty good. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> This is Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with another spooky. Until then, uh, have a good time. Spook on.